T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, stay with a fan for this special program. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final, the game, the series, the homestand, and the first half, and the results are definitely not good. It is a Brewers 3-1 to loss in Game 4, the final game of this four-game set into the All-Star break. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Uh, Brewers certainly stumbled into the break, and that was the fear. Six of eight they have lost as uh, they now uh, head into the All-Star break in first place. Four-game lead over the Cincinnati Reds. Four-game lead over the Cincinnati Reds. That's uh, that's a pennant race. That is a pennant race uh, with, what, 70 games to go or so? Uh, one gets reaction on this one. The Brewers offense disappears for the final three games of this series, scoring a grand total of five runs in the three games as they drop all three uh, as they lose the series three games to one. This, it's uh, it's uh, interesting how the Cincinnati Reds just find a way here. And Josh Hader, I don't know what to even say about him. You picked one hell of a time to have your midseason slump. I'll tell you that. Uh, what, three of his last four outings, not good. I may have inadvertently last night uh, said that, you know, he blew a save. That wasn't a save situation. Same situation he had today and just did not perform well. One pitch yesterday, but several today as the Brewers fall. Want to get your reaction? 414 799 53 and 39 is their mark into the break. Now, some some good news on that. 13 and 6 in their last 19 games. Is that a good way to spin this? <laughs> Again, lose three straight into the break. Six of eight into the break, yet all told, because it came on the heels of that 11-game winning streak, uh, ever since that was snapped a, a week ago, Brewers have just really, really struggled. And and questionable moves, for sure, offensively by Craig Council. And I wonder, 
I wonder if Craig Council had to do it all over again. He may have uh, mixed uh, a lineup up just a little bit, just a little bit maybe. Maybe you you, uh, keep Telez in there to face a lefty. Maybe instead of of Keston Hira last night and today, pinch hitting solely because there's a lefty put in. Maybe you go with Tyrone Taylor to mix it up just a little bit. Maybe. I mean, there's things you, you probably could have done, but it's, it's tough to argue. Again, it's t- really tough to argue a 53 and 39 mark at the break. It really is. 14 games over 500, first place. We'd all take it. We'd all take it back on uh, opening day if someone said they could be 53 and 39. Would you take that? And we would all raise our hands and, and just collectively say, hell yeah, we would take that. Well, that's where they're at right now. Trying to stay as positive as I can here. Uh, the uh, crowd at uh, American Family Field in the last three days over the weekend here just waiting for fireworks to happen. Boy, they happened last night and the night before. Umpires rearing their heads uh, into the plan of attack. You had some questionable calls again today. I mean, again, I, I just I find it uh, hard to believe that umpires can have that big of an impact on the game, but they certainly do. This is about, as I said last night, guys, this is about the Brewers' offense. It's, it's very simple. I'll try and keep it as simplistic as I can. The significant factor in a Brewers, if, if you're feeling negative, if, if you're feeling pessimistic here, as you head down to the Pfizer Forum or head down to the Deer District or head over to wherever you're going to go uh, to watch the Bucks tip game three of the NBA Finals. It, this really is simple. It comes down to this Brewers offense. And what kind of confidence do you have in the second half for this Brewers offense? You know, Kristen Yelich gets his base hits here and there. He certainly does. Keston Hira now continues to struggle a little bit. Uh, maybe a little bit too aggressive in my book for, for Keston Hira. Jackie Bradley Jr. continues to have no problems. It's like he's hitting 300. Plug and play. Just And he had the RBI base hit today. Don't get me wrong. We'll credit him for that. But for the most part, he's just a plug and play. Just You don't even mess with him. You don't give him a couple of days off. You don't give him a pinch hitter. Late in the game with the game on the line. Nothing like that goes on, really? You just sit there and watch it? You just watch it. I mean, there are some things to pack at in in this uh, first half here, but there's also some positives. The five All-Stars that are headed to Colorado, um, you know, they they should be congratulated. Uh, The three studs in the rotation, Hayter, and then Omar Narvaez yesterday named as well. Third consecutive season, because last year they didn't have the All-Star game, but third, so third consecutive All-Star game that the Brewers have five representatives. That's something to be proud of. That's pretty cool. That shows you the success that's going on. But, boy, these games hurt. And Cincinnati, they gave you, Milwaukee, a taste of your own medicine, and that was pitching, pitching, and pitching. That's what they, That's how you've been winning all season. That's how they beat you in the last three days. That's how they took three or four in the series. That's how they say it's a pennant race. And, guys, honestly, this, this four-game set here, you know, 
may just determine a Cincinnati Reds fate the next couple of weeks in terms of adding or subtracting. What happens if they haul off and get even better? Which I would assume they will. They've got an offense that's tough. They're not only tough, but they're smart. You notice in today's game, they come out, they know about Woody. I know about Woody. You know about Woody. Because Woody talks about it. So does Craig Council. This is where I wish... Uh, at times that uh, both Craig Council and, and Woody and, and the staff, anytime talking to the media, we don't talk strategy. No strategy. What's your plan of attack against the Reds in your next outing? Well, we're going to do the best we can to compete. That's, that's how you handle that. Instead, I want to stay on the attack. Well, staying on the attack means open-door policy for an ambush, and that's what the uh, Reds did. This game, honestly, with the amount of hits that Woody gave up, nine hits, in his performance most all season. This game should have been 6-1 to one heading into the late stages of the game. So they, they attack him, they ambush him for a run. He gets out of it with a double play, but again, second time through. What do they think Woody's going to do? Woody's going to go more breaking stuff. Yeah, I don't want to, they're on the attack. I, I shouldn't be on the attack. I mean, then they spit on a bunch of balls. They knew. I mean, they're a smart offense, and we haven't seen the last of them. We've been warning you on this show that the Cincinnati Reds are the ones that were eyeballing this series. They were eyeballing the seven straight against the Brewers. They wanted these games. They didn't want to go anywhere else but right here, into Milwaukee for four, into the break, out of the break, into uh, Cincinnati for another three. And now the pressure's on the Brewers to maintain. I feel pretty confident that pitching's always going to have the Brewers competing this year. Always, always. It is. Unless there's an injury or whatever. I mean, I, I just, they're going to be in it. This story is the offense. That's what this is. That's what it's been. We could say, we could be nice about it and say, Evan Heffelfinger joins the show here today. We could be nice about it, Evan. And we could say that, uh, well, they've been a little inconsistent. (laughs) That would be the nice way to put it, right? That is the ultimate sugarcoating version of this, yes. They've been awful. They lead the league in strikeouts and have the worst batting average as a team. That's horrible. It is. I can't slice it any, any, any better way. Now, there are some guys within the lineup that are having decent years. You got to do your best to to improve things, and they are. Adamas is brought in. Rowdy Telez is brought in. I mean, they're doing what they can. You know, their injuries have had an impact on the offense. I'll give you that, but still, in a bad offensive year around Major League Baseball, it's even worse to be at the bottom. I mean, think about that. The offense is down around the league, but then you're you're in. In, in sort of the bottom mode of that? Wow. 799-1250. Want to get your reaction here on the series, uh, the game today, if you want to jump in here. Also, uh, the prognosis for the Brewers in the second half of the season. Now it's going to get good. You've turned the calendar uh, into your favor a little bit here. You really have. And again, there's, it's, they're 53-39. and 39. And the calendar now flips all the way to Tuesday, July 20th. And you're in first place. You're in first place by four games. 
that's not the most substantial number, but it is a decent number. It really is. You get to July 20th, you get a four-game lead. It's going to be one hell of a ride on the way out, isn't it? I mean, you guys at American Family Field, I just I, hats off to you guys. Just, just waiting, waiting to just go crazy. And it would have been crazy over the weekend, that's for sure, if the Brewers' offense can put up some things. Uh, 799-1250. You know, um, they have the uh, 90s weekend over the weekend. So uh, we've been starting with the 70s, 80s, and now today we'll do 90s, Evan. You recall uh, uh, JS Online had put out uh, the, the all-decade of each decade team for the Brewers. So I've got that for you. Uh, Greg Vaughn in the house uh, today, so that was pretty cool. Uh, remember Vaughn's Valley? Uh, that just that banner out there, that sign out there, that was super cool, like at uh, Old County Stadium. But man, uh, they lose today three to one. They lose the series three games two one, and they head in, into the All Star break with a four game lead over the Cincinnati Reds. And I'll tell you, um, I feared this series weeks ago. Even during the 11-game winning streak, that's a tough, tough road. Your final 10 games against the Mets and the Reds, and you failed miserably, losing six of eight. And Josh Hader, you know, when it rains, it pours. Josh Hader, when you know, he's, he's going to have these guys aren't going to be perfect. And by the way, the first pitch to Suarez was that intentional. I'm going to guess not, but I can't rule it out. I mean, I see these teams. <clears throat> I see these teams going at it more so uh, with each other than the umpires moving forward. It seems like the fuse is lit a little bit. We are live here from the Lakeland University studios with online learning in seven locations throughout the state. Learn on your terms, Lakeland.edu. 414-799-1250. Prognosis moving forward for the Brewers. Here's how I see it. I see it as a pennant race and one hell of a fun rest of the summer. Is that fair to say, Evan? Do you see it the same way? Oh, most definitely. I don't think there's any other way to see it at this point. Not not a chance to look at it any other different. Well, I mean, maybe, I, but we don't want to well, think negatively, you know? Th- there'll be some ruts along the way. There will be with a volatile offense that they have. That's just that's just the way it is. Uh, get to our uh, game recap, and you can uh, comment on any of the following. Uh, as I said, they they ambush Woody early on in this. Uh, Winker uh, with one out with a base hit, and he was just fouling and fighting and scratching. See, but bat on the ball. It's just it's a very it's a very simple concept. Bat on the baseball. Sometimes good things happen. Uh, first pitch double by Castellanos in that sequence. First pitch RBI base hit by Votto. They jumped all over uh, Woody. And then a trip to the mound by Hook. It's one zip right there through four batters. Woody adjusts from that point. Breaking stuff. Inning ending double play. They get on the board first. Uh, Louie um, gets on base uh, with a base hit in the bottom of the first. Ground out, strike out, pop up, ends the uh, inning to into the second inning. Reds, two out traffic in the second inning. As again, they lay back. They lay back and wait. They, they, they adjusted to Woody's adjustment. Uh, base hit uh, and a base hit by the pitcher Castillo. 
Uh, Brewers repeat that. A couple of base runners, Jace Peterson on Jace percentage at its best in this one again. Uh, a couple of uh, batters uh, did walk in that frame, as I said. Uh, Jace Peterson and then Woody flies out to end the inning. Into that third inning, one zip. Both teams, three up, three down in the third, into the fourth. couple of more base runners allowed by Brandon Woodruff, but no runs, giving up seven hits in the game through the first four innings of work. Stays one zip. Bases loaded in their half of the fourth for the crew. Base hit by Avi. Rowdy Telez works a walk. Same for JBJ, wrapped around a couple of outs, but Woody again, bases loaded, strikes out to end the frame. Can't blame Woody for the offense here, guys. Leadoff man on from the leadoff hitter, uh, India in the fifth inning. Eighth hit given up by Woody. Fly out to center off the bat of Winker and a strikeout to both Castellanos and Votto. That was huge. I thought the Brewers would win right at that point. That was a tipping point in the game. Their leadoff guy, India, on in that fifth inning, and uh, Woody pitches out of it 91 through the five innings of work and just that one run. Brewers a chance in the fifth inning. One out base hit by Christian Yelich. Adamas works a walk, two on, just the one out for Omar and a rocket right at Castillo. Look what I found for a double play. Another tipping point. One zip. One should know it. Leadoff man on again for the Reds. Uh, Stevenson, a flare base hit in that sixth inning. Uh, the ninth hit given up by Woody. But Bulldogs his way out of that. Fly ball to left and off the bat of a Eugenio Suarez. A double play to end the frame. Brewers looking for offense. Bottom of the sixth inning. Can they find it? Uh, one out base runner. Another walk by Jace Percentage. Their sixth walk in the game, and they uh, run Luis Castillo out of the game. They go to Amir Garrett to face Keston Hira. Again, pinch hitting for Rowdy Telez. As, as big a fan as I am of Keston Hira, there's no chance I would have had him in that same situation as he was in yesterday with a feeble attempt and a strikeout. Council goes right back to him the very next day, today. You don't go to Tyrone Taylor right there? Seriously? Two on, one out? You don't go to Tyrone Taylor right there. Bottom of the sixth inning. You still have Keston Hira. Pitcher spot is two hitters away. You can always get to Keston there. So here's what happens. Keston, three pitches. First pitch, fastball, almost center cut. Should have done damage on it, fouls it. Second pitch, you can just guess, slider, swing and, swing and a miss. Goes right back to the sl- slider, swing and a miss. Three pitches, sit down. Brought up JBJ, and during the sequence, JBJ steals second base, and it pays off off the bat of Jackie Bradley. You're looking to get the hitter. Jackie Bradley Jr. through the right side. Peterson around third. Cassiano's throw. Cut off. Tie game. Two-strike base hit by JBJ. That highlight from Bally Sports, Wisconsin. Uh, Pablo Reyes in a 10-pitch at bat ends the inning with a strikeout, but they get it tied in that sixth inning, one-to-one. Boxberger, he's been amazing this year. He really has. 
And he was uh, amazing again in this game. Strikes out the side, wrapped around a walk. And by the way, another 2-2 call that he doesn't get the call on. Umpire, thank you. Doesn't hurt him. But it does change the sequence of things down the line here. Brewers won out in the uh, seventh with a uh, 2-2 count to Yelich. Um, someone uh, comes up lame there. Uh, yeah, okay, that happens. Doolittle comes in. Yelich on a full count rolls over to right. Adamas then with a bloop base hit. He steals second with the two outs ruled safe and then overturned on challenge. Unless they had a different angle. You're going to tell me there was clear and convincing evidence that he he came off the bag there, Evan? What did you see? The thing that I think completely overturned it was there was a, a an angle where it looked like Adamus's leg came up as he was adjusting his leg on the base, and the glove was on his leg at that time. So if anything, that's what I think it was. Not the foot blocking the base. I think it was Adamus's foot going off of the base for a second. Yeah, and I know this whole blocking the base with your foot thing is uh, uh, I I could put an end to that real quick. There'd be a quick ending to that because it'd be a trip to the DL. It'd be a trip to the injured list. What happened? You can put your they feel free enough to put their foot in front of a bag these days in baseball. Try that in 1977. See what happens. Call for the cart. Because it wouldn't be dirty. It'd just be, I'm going to the bag with my foot hard. I'm just saying. I just, now I'm nitpicking. All right, so that ends the inning. It goes into the eighth inning. Um, Brewers, uh, because they had no answer in this, in, in that seven. Um, and they have no answer in the eighth after Devin Williams, the scoreless frame. And then, uh, then we get to the uh, fireworks for the Cincinnati Reds in that ninth. I really don't want to walk you through it. You guys know what happened. It was a, a debacle for Josh Hader in trouble. Three of his last four appearances, not good as the Brewers fall three to one. But the prognosis looking forward, moving forward to you is what in the second half? I do have to thank this team for having one hell of a of three months of summer so far. Evan, don't you? I mean, a lot of people did not expect this. No. And I'm not saying I did, but I'm just saying, thanks, guys. I mean, where, where the Bucks leave off with a championship, just pass the baton over to the Brewers. Wouldn't and then that it's going nice? to be... Oh, yeah. It, no, but and really, wherever the Bucks season ends is the point. Hand that baton over. And, and it'll still be, a, you know, one good sports ride here because I, I envision this in August. I don't know if it uh, picks up for everybody, but I would say this. Starting in uh, mid to late August, everybody is going to be hanging on a situational game of baseball. I cannot wait for that. And there's no reason to believe that won't happen. Oh, most definitely. I think... You have to, at the very least, say thank you to the pitching staff for being maybe the best we've ever seen in Brewers history through three months. And they have been entertaining, despite having the Bucks be, I mean, they've gone on this incredible run in the postseason. I've been paying a lot of attention to this Brewers team, and it's not just because yeah. we're doing the show. It's because they're a fun team to watch. 
Now, usually that's when their hitting is working, but right. either way, Adam McCalvey tweeted that at 53-39, and 39, this ties the Brewers for the third most victories at the break in Brewers history. So we're watching in 50 seasons, this is the third best first half we've ever seen. And, so, and sixth time in franchise history, they've been in first place at the break. And it's like we've been saying the whole time, we have not seen this team play their best baseball. So this no. team is a good team, and their ceiling should be a championship. The floor division winners and probably a, a NLDS appearance. So how do you see the uh, second half going for the Milwaukee Brewers 2021 championship season? 414-799-1250. Uh, we're going to hear from Craig Council. He's going to put a bow on this first half. They did stumble into the break, I might add, losing uh, six of eight and putting the uh, Cincinnati Reds squarely back into this race. That's for sure. Uh, Cubs and Cardinals were rained out today, so um, they even pick up a half game each by not even playing. 799-1250, it's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, right here on The Fan. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. On the fan, call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250 AM, the fan. The Brewers fall today, 3-1 the final, and the break is here, and maybe it comes at a good time. Man, they they were scuffling into the break. There's no question about that. Certainly the uh, storyline, as I said last night, lead story for this team is the offense. It is on on the negative side. On the positive side, we all know what that is, and that is the uh, pitching, both in the bullpen as well as the starters. Let's not forget that. You can comment on any of the above, but also your prognosis of the rest of your summer here and early fall and into, well, Maybe this team is going to steal the headlines away from a Green Bay Packers opener on the 12th of September. I kind of see that happening, actually. I mean, we're all always going to you know, be focused on, on Green Bay, but my goodness, I think this is, this is going to be one hell of a summer, one hell of a ride down the stretch here. 799-1250. Okay, let's get to some uh, reaction here. Austin, you're next. Uh, your thoughts as well as your prognosis for the second half. Hey, Tim. How's it going? Um, just uh, hanging out here in the parking lot after a ball game. Um, nice. You know, I, I'm I'm optimistic, just like you on this. You know, I, I was hoping going to this Red Series we could at least split it. Um, unfortunately, you take three or four. But, you know, we, we know what this pitching staff can do. I mean, with, with Burns, with Woodruff, with Peralta, this team is good. I mean, from a mm-hmm. pitching perspective. It's that offense that we need to kind of, you know, this this team seems to be a little streaky at times. Um, and I, being at the game today, it, it seemed like, you know, and even with the frustrations yesterday, Ye- Yelly is just, he just doesn't seem comfortable. Uh, and I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. But he just, he hasn't been comfortable. Um, and my, my I, w- I went to the game with my dad, and he brought up a good point. He's like, who's supporting him from it? And it's it's based on, how Adamus is doing or, or, or how Urias is doing. And if those guys aren't hitting, that's not helping Yelly either. No. Um, from my prognosis of the second half, you know, I, I do think this team's going to win the division. I just mainly because I just don't think the Cubs or the Cardinals or the Reds are good enough. I think 
on paper were better than them. So, you know, I'm, I am looking forward to this, but I really think that key is going to be is can this offense stay consistent to, to supply us with the runs that can, you know, help our pitching staff. And so that's the thing. That's thoughts. the thing that bothers me the most, Austin, is that if this offense were just ranked, I don't know, sixth or seventh in the NL, this team would be a dynamo. This team would be even more dangerous than it is right now. Well, yeah, and I, you know, I think about the 2018 team, right? I mean, we had Moustakis, we had Aguilar. You know, those guys were Rondal, like, yep. you know, came it, in. Ron, you know, and we had Yelich was 19. on fire that playoff run. Yep. I mean, that, that that team was lights out offensively. You know, those I mean, two that, years, that a, those two those two years of offense, we would we didn't have to worry about it. Because the, combined with all the names you just said, and Grandal the one year, the the, yeah. the Moustakis a few years, I, it's, it was just it, it, Ryan Braun. Hey, does anybody want Ryan Braun now with this offense? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, what's his price tag at right now? I mean, that's that's not worth, you know, that that, that might be something worth exploring. I'm sure, it, I'm sure we might be able to get something at, at a discount, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's really to spend a little money to get him. I mean, I don't think money's an object. All right, Austin, stay positive. I'm with you. I'm optimistic. I think it's going to be a hell of a ride down the stretch here. I do, and I think it's going to be where I measure that. Here's where I measure that each and every year. I measure that with the masses, the masses, you guys as Brewer fans. Are you all going crazy over a 2-2 pitch in the seventh inning? That's how I measure it. We're not there yet, and that's okay. That's all right. I don't have a problem with that because, hell, I'd, I'd be just as into it if I didn't do this show, but that's me. I'm just into it that way, and there are a lot like that, but I'm, in terms of the collective masses, once we all band together in a, in a crazy bad call, 2-2 count in the seventh inning of a game on September 24th, that's when it's really just ratcheted up to high gear. Would you agree with that, Evan? That, 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 that to me is, is a good barometer of let's go crazy Milwaukee. Most definitely. I think it's, it kind of goes hand in hand with the dog days of summer where you know that every game, the closer you get to the postseason, the more intense it's going to be. That's why last season, every game felt like it was important because there was only 60 of them. We yeah. have what, like 70 games left, roughly 75 ish in this second half. I think 70 on the button. I think. Wow. Yeah. I'm a genius. I think that it's once you get to August or so, like you said, yeah, you start to feel the weight of every pitch. You can see the That's intensity so cool. from the players, from the coaches, even the crowds. The crowds are more into the game than they would be, you know, on like a May 12th or something like that. It's just it's a different atmosphere entirely. And that's what we're going to get. We're, we're going to get that, in my view. That's, that's, uh, that's how I see it down the line here. All right, 799-1250. To, uh, also, if you want to throw in a Bucks prediction, you know, we've been running these, uh, these promos on the air of, of you guys and, and reaction uh, about the uh, NBA Finals, and we've got our coverage. Sparky's triumphant return tonight. That should be a good luck charm for our Bucks guy. It's the Pick and Save Basketball postgame show uh, tonight, immediately following Bucks suns NBA Finals Game 3. But if you want to give a little prediction on that, too, that's cool. 
because then you'll be on record. Uh, Kenny, beer count Kenny. I'm with you in about an hour. Hang on. Oh, I love that song. Timmy, I knew you would love that. That's why I do that. That's my opening every time I call. <laughs> Got to crack a beer. So, so let me bring it back to reality here, because I think you're a little off the rails. Okay. Uh, on a couple of different things. First and foremost, can you tell me who in MLB, throughout the MLB, uh, or on this show or any other show, predicted the Brewers to be 14 games over 500 at the All-Star break? Nobody. That's the answer. I don't think too many, right? No, no, no. The answer is zero. Uh, second of all, who predicted them to be leading the division? Remember, they were they were supposed to be cellar dwellers. They weren't going to be anywhere. That's what. That's all I heard on MLB and and, and a lot from a lot of the so-called experts. They're four games up. Mm-hmm. They're in the division. So just hold on here a minute. Now, one thing I will tell you, I was one hundred percent right about two weeks ago when you were all nuts about Keston Hira. So don't hit your wagon to that guy. Stop hitching your wagon to it that guy. It ain't over yet. It ain't over yet. He's done. When yeah, Rowdy Rowdy Telez is not necessarily what? stealing the show either, my friend. Hold, hold it. When Pork and Beans comes back, he's okay. going to be the first baseman. Yeah, yeah, and his two twenty eight batting average. That's hold certainly but good. You know what he does Although do? it's better than 170. He, uh, and not only that, he hits for clutch. He, he's a clutch hitter. He hits for the situation. He can put the ball on the grass when they got runners in scoring position. He's done very well doing that. Now, with that being said, I also told you that Stearns is going to continue to make moves knowing where his team is. Mm-hmm. And he's going to continue to do this. I buy that. Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and don't be a bit surprised if he doesn't make a blockbuster move to bring in somebody to give Hater a run for his money. Why? Hater continues to do one thing that absolutely aggravates me and throw that fastball. Everybody can hit a fastball, kid. You've got to mix in your slider. You've got to mix in a changeup. If he does that, his fastball becomes incredibly difficult to hit. But that's where Narvaez has to get control of the game here. I put that on Narvaez. Hater's going to do what he's going to do. But you got to control that guy. Now, Narvaez, you want to well, be a star Pri- catcher? Prior to the outing on, on uh, what would it be, Wednesday? Wednesday. Double prior, prior to that, yeah. Prior to that outing, Josh Hader he, was, he, was he the best. Well. He oh, my goodness. Well. well is an understatement. This guy, no. he just, a, a, a pitcher can slump too, Kenny. Yep. I, I realized, Tim, but Tim, I'm working off of, of how you started. I was waiting for you to play some morbid music the way you started this whole show off. <laughs> and, and I understand nobody wants to, and the Brewers, up until the last two weekends, have been sweeping on the weekend series. They've been doing fabulous. But I'm trying to keep things in perspective in terms yes. of where we're at at this point in time and where things are going to go. Now, my buddy Pete Held, he always gets on me. He's up there in Slinger, and he's laughing away right now listening. But he's a big Brewer fan, and the Brewers uh, up there and the Brewers around the state, my buddies love this team. When you see how they're playing and the potential they have, it's off the charts. I think there's only going to be good things to come. They could potentially win 100 games, Tim. Yeah, there's 70 left. Now, that's saying a lot that they got to win 50 of those, right? But they can do it. And don't kid yourself. There is going to be more fireworks coming with this team when you get back Kane, mm-hmm. 
you get back Wong. And remember, they elevate the play of these other guys that are out there. You get JBJ, who's an absolute turd with the bat. Right, he's he's gonna. They're stuck with him for twenty four million bucks unless they can deal him away. But they're basically stuck with him. He can play defense, but once again, he can't hit him. No, but I'm high on him though in the second half when he gets put back in his role, and his role is a fourth or fifth outfielder. It's not an everyday player. It's clear to see. I I I agree with you one hundred and ten percent. The outfield should be Garcia, Yelich, Kane. Period. Then you bring people in after that. And so, and and, and, I gotta move. Hold on one second. Your infield should be my guy, Pork and Beans at first, Wong, Adamas, Urias, Dangle. You roll Omar behind that. the dish. There's there's your A lineup. I agree with you. I, I agree with that A lineup. Yes. Don't be a bit surprised if the Brewers don't win 101. Okay. I'm, I'm not right. kidding you. I'm All optimistic right. because my right. guy Stearns is making the moves. Look for big things, my man. All right, Kenny, uh, have one for me because I'll, I'll be joining that in just a little while. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Todd, real quick, I'll get you in. What's going on, Todd? Howdy, boys. Uh, I think uh, Kenny went from uh, Bush Latte to Whiskey. There's nobody to trade. Who are we going to trade? Uh, I hate being negative, but I'm, you know, uh, I'm, I'm mad as, as a wet hen right now. Um, I called. Uh, I haven't called in a few days uh, after the, uh, the, the Mets loss. It was, I was scared to death of the Reds because the Reds have the same amount as well of pitching as we do, and they've got better hitting. That's what scares me about these guys. And are they doing well right now? Yes, but they beat the teams they're supposed to beat. And, and, and Yelich, is, he is who he is. And Kessin here, I've almost thrown up the last two nights. He's come up instead of Rowdy uh, Tellez. It's like or Tyrone Taylor. Yes, he's going to strike out, Timmy. I scream it. I'm sorry I'm raising my voice, but Timmy, I am yet. I've had it with that. Send him down. Get rid of him. Do what you can. Let's move on. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Not yet. Just not yet. There's too much barrel. There's just too much skill set there. You just not yet. I know that when, it may it may require when? another trip to the minors. It might. He's got to go down. It's like you got to when you know our buddy Kenny says pork and beans. I love I love we'll go back, and 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 that's a great nickname for him. I'm not picking on Kenny. Kenny, I'm sorry if if you took it the wrong way, but I'm not. But there's nobody to trade for anybody better right now. You know, I was watching Fire Eyes and rip it up with the with the Rays the other night. We don't. Those guys are gone. So I don't know who we can trade. I'm yeah, just well, really frustrated. Well, Adamus has been one hell of an acquisition here for this offense. Imagine the offense without Willie Adamus oh, here. Awful. And he's, he's a team leader, but the two guys that are supposed to be pulling the wagon. I hear the, you. The hitch is <laughs> off. The hitch is <laughs> off. And Yelich is who he is the rest of the year. I think he's a 240, 235 hitter the rest of the year. I don't know. Wow. On the back. And, and, and I hate to say that. I'm a really a super positive guy, Timmy. But I just got a, a feeling, and I'm scared about the Reds. The Reds. Yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right. I, no, I understand. I understand. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Thank you, Todd. Yelly, uh, there's more to talk about after the break with him. But let's uh, let's just point out the difference. Say Eugenio Suarez. Okay, did you did you happen to see his batting average? I think it's like 175 or something stupid. And that is a stupid batting average. 
I think there's a con game going on in baseball of acceptance of low batting averages. That's a con job. I don't know where it started. I don't know who's perpetuating this thing. I'm not going to buy it. I don't buy it, and I won't buy it. 222 is horrible batting average. It's completely accepted these days. Everyone's just like, ah, that don't matter. Look at his OPS. No, it's horrible. So, but the difference with Suarez than Yelich is that you get the power. You get the game-changing power. I'm not asking Yelich to hit a home run every time up. But once a week, is it fair to say that you have one swing of the bat that impacts the game? Everyone's saying he's impacting the game with his on-base percentage of right around 400. There are, there's some degree of truth to that. But I'm talking instant game-changing from a loss to a win. He used to do that. And now when you add up the games, I'm just pointing this out, but there's more conversation to be had about him. If you add up the 60 games last year and the 92 this year, you're at a full season. You're at a full season of this. There's no power. There's no drive. There's no game changing. I don't get, I kick the ball over the wall if you have to. But he doesn't change a game. The complexion of a game doesn't change with an infield single. Sometimes it does. You saw a bunt base hit last night for him. That was a big base hit. Down two. Now things got crazy and sideways after that with a four uh, unassisted on some crazy call by, by an umpire that wants uh, his name in the paper or something. But, that, okay, sometimes it does impact the game. We never know where that impact is going to come from. But you know what I'm saying. A three-run home run, two-run shot to break a tie in the eighth once in a while. <laughs> Come on. So there's more to talk about with that. 799-1250. You want to get one more in before the break? I know I'm, I'm, I'm going a little long here, Evan. No? Yeah, no, okay. We, we, I'm sorry about that. We got a break. All right, we'll take a break. Come back, uh, get to um, Craig Council. Who else are we going to hear from, Mr. Heffelfinger? We have Brandon Woodruff and your boy Jackie Bradley Jr. Okay, had the lone RBI base hit for the Brewers today. They scored a grand total of five runs their last three games into the All-Star break. But I will tell you this, I'm still optimistic. I still think they hit the postseason. I still think they win this division, and they're a tough out in the postseason. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove here on The Fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. You know, I think this team needs a little bit of a break. I think everyone would agree with that. That's been a, a pretty brutal schedule here as they fall 3-1 to one 
uh, and lose the series three games 2-1. They lose six of eight heading into the break, but all told, last 19, 13, and 6 find themselves with a 53-39 and 39 mark and four games up in the Central. All those numbers just thrown at you, peppering you with numbers. The kind of good numbers there. There's a, a couple of bad ones in there. But overall, I would say, how can I put this? Even though they're 53 and 39, doesn't prevent you from being a little critical. You know, you can't just, you have to look at these games and you have to look at the performances here. It's okay to be a little critical and want to be better. We, we can't, they can't just say shut your mouth because they're 53 and 39. I don't think that's a fair statement. I, I don't. Because we could point out examples with a better offense, a slightly better offense. This team has three to five, three to four, two to four additional wins. Just with a slightly better offense. That's all. It's okay. It's all right. But I think grand scheme of things, you look at the, the totality of everything, I think it's okay. I do. They, they're going to need to be better to get the deep run that I want. I can tell you where my bar is at. I'm not getting any younger here. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. We'll hear from Craig Council. All right, so we're going to rapid fire here. Nate, you're next. You're on the fan. What's going on, Nate? What's up, Tim? Um, yeah, the Bulls looking good. Um, heading into the second half of the season, from from my perspective, just need to get more healthy. Um, some guys need to take a break. They need this uh, all star break because Hayden needs to get out of his head. I don't know what's up with him right now. He needs to just focus on uh, just relaxing, taking a break. Uh, outside of the base hit today, I think Avi Garcia was already at the all star break. Yeah. Um, Christian Yelich, um, definitely. Um, I don't know what needs to happen with him, but somebody needs to sit down and talk with him and see um, what's going on that, there. And then, like I said, we just need to get healthy. Um, but David Stearns needs to also, he needs to take a look deep into that organization and see what assets we have that we can we can probably package up and get another bat if we want to go that mm-hmm. way or another arm and a bullpen. I wouldn't mind uh, arm and bullpen, but from what it looks like, the struggle is in the offense. You cannot you cannot expect to get uh, be. I feel like this is a, a World Series type um, pitching staff. Yes. Um, with the three that you have in the front, and then their back end is pretty good. You can do some things with this bullpen, but the offense has to be there. So you need to find a bat somewhere. Third, first. Um, Corey Ray is. Corey Ray is an asset. I mean, you have pitching asset. Um, so you need to figure. He needs to figure mm-hmm. out somewhere, some way where he can get a bat in that third or first uh, spot. And then uh, for a Bucks outcome, um, I, I, I want to say one twenty, one ten Bucks today. Hopefully, we can get it done and get a win. Okay, very good, yeah. Nate. Hey, I got to cut you short here. All right, yeah. So uh, there's the first Bucks prediction there. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you're next on the fan. Prognosis for the second half. Your thoughts on the Brewers' first half? Hey, Tim. Uh, I am casual Brewers fan, have been for eh, the past few years, even though they've been a contending team. I am calling in because I 
I am uh, some of your. I've said before, maybe one or one time or two. I've called in. Your positivity's running off on me, rubbing off on me. I should say, uh, where the Brewers are at, I did not expect. I expected this team to be a 500 team at the end of the year, and the way things are trending, even though the offense is struggling, uh, the pitching. I've you know, as a casual fan, pitching is everything, man. Pitching is what gets you to the to the championship where you want to be and they have that and yeah the bats have to come alive i think that's going to happen i think this would be four years in a row they make the playoffs correct yes yes sir i i'm totally seeing that and i'm thinking they could even do some damage and maybe even go to the nlcs this year that's just me casual fan but that's my gut feeling even though you know they've lost three in a row, I don't like that. I can't stand the Cincinnati Reds. I think they're overrated. I think what for whatever reasons, we just don't fare well against the Reds. But um, again, I think this team is headed in the right direction right now. And I, man, when the Brewers hired Craig Council, I was like, you got to be kidding me, Craig Council. It's just another hometown hire. Uh, you know, somebody that yeah, he he played in the in the big leagues and. You know, he won a he won an MVP in the the World Series, correct? Is that what he did, or was I think it in... the uh, yeah the CS? Yeah, but anyways, you know, I can't help. I think Craig Council's one of the best, if not the best, manager in the game right now. That doesn't I mean, mean he yeah. can't make mistakes, but yes, right, right. I, I think oh, he abs- is one abs- of the best. Yeah. Hey, trust me, trust me. I know that. I I think every once in a while he makes some boneheaded decisions, but but overall, I mean. A hometown guy, we got him, uh, and how can you argue with his success? And he, he's got the it factor because he gets his team to play. He, he knows what he's doing out there, clearly. And you talk, you're yeah. talking to a guy glass half empty, but I'm glass half full on this team. <laughs> okay. I think I I'm going to double gonna down. All right, Mike, I'm going to double down on that. i got to scoot, but I, I'm going to double down on this. I, I will say this, and you, you can print it. This pitching staff, the way it is, comprised as we speak, is World Series good. Think about that. And I mean it. This, this isn't, uh, you know, smile Milwaukee, the world's going to smile back. Positivity for Tim. That, to me, is my baseball analysis. Because they are. And it's true. Nate just said it, the caller before Mike. You mentioned World Series. This pitching staff is World Series good. Now it's up to David Stearns. What you going to do? When you think about the way World Series games are played, postseason games are played, they've been playing those games. It's these types of games right here, 3-1 games. This is what happens. Best of the best in the World Series or in the NLCS or against the Mets in a divisional round. This is how these games are played. They're, they're playing these games right now. Tied up uh, in the ninth inning. One-run game in the eighth. Some guy cruising through four or five or six shutout. That's the way these things work. It's World Series good. It is. And that's not hyperbole. It's, it's just it's what I believe in baseball. All right, uh, let's go to uh, Patrick. Patrick, you're next hey. on the fan. Hey, thanks, franchise. Yeah, I... I think, uh, like some previous callers have said, they. I mean, I'm I'm positive as well. I think they they've got the starting pitching to get it done. I'm right there with you. They're World Series caliber. 
but I am, you know, I'm, I'm one of these where I, I think they should be a little bit better here at the break. I think Evan mm-hmm. said that this is like the third best record ever in franchise history. And, uh, but I think, you know, they should be 18, 19 games above 500 right now. And what would that lead be? I don't see them like making any big trade with anybody to compete with Hater, you know, for the closing role. But I think they're going to look for some offense. And I think getting Wong back is going to be huge. We need Colton Wong to stay healthy the whole sec, the rest of the second half. Yeah, that I'm certainly thinking. is going to help. Oh, no question. Yeah. Yeah, if we need him back in the leadoff spot. I guess my, my question is, is what's the, you know, looking ahead here to right after the all-star break? I don't know what council's going to do with the rotation. I'm just, I do not want to see, you know, if, if Corbin Burns pitching an inning in the all-star game is going to screw up the second half rotation, I do not, I do not want to mm-hmm. see that. I hope it's, I hope we can pitch you know, Woodruff right right after the break, even though it's only four days of rest. Yeah. But I don't know what you think about that or what the rotation is going to look like. Yeah, I, I think there's there's a ton of off days coming soon after the break. I mean, they're off the day after the break. I mean, it used to be, thanks for the call, there used to be uh, some teams went back to work on Thursday, the week of the All-Star game. Now I think everyone's uniform and getting back on Friday. Well, the Brewers will play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then off again on Monday. And if I'm not mistaken, they're off again that Thursday. They're going to be able to line it up however they want, and given given uh, guys rest. And and hey, um, by the looks of uh, Eric Lauer and and Brett Anderson and Adrian Hauser, there's no slouches there either. I mean, there really isn't. Uh, do we still want to go to Skip here? Yeah, let's go to Skip yeah. in Hale's Corners. What do you say, Skip? You're on the fan. Hey, come on, Tim. Why wouldn't you want to go to Skip? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Ken Ken Four on the World Series, uh, 50% of the Brewers' problem right now is, you know, Kristen Yelich, we all know that name very well, has got to start playing like he's making 25 to $30 million a year. You know, 35, 40 home runs, that's what we need from him. He's got to step it up. Okay. And also, I just want to shine a little light on Robin Yount. You know, today was Robin Yount bobblehead today. For those of, who, those of you who are around to see him, what a pleasure it was. And uh, I proudly wore a number 19 jersey today. Man. Players like Robin Yount come along once every 35, 40 years to an organization. Just the and face of this franchise. Face for... of this franchise. He was, yep. you know, Euchre's Mr. Baseball, Robin's Mr. Brewer. I mean, and I, I got a bobblehead, and uh, it was just like I said, it, it, it was a real uh, pleasure to be down there today and celebrate Robin Young bobblehead day. I don't know if he was there today or not, but there was certainly a lot of number 19s in the stand, baby, and hey, I And they Robin. weren't they weren't Rick Auerbach jerseys either. Right. Yep. <laughs> Yep, exactly. Or 19 before Robin, right? Yep, yep, exactly. All right, Skip, always a pleasure hearing from you. It's been a while. I appreciate that. The same. All right, don't be a stranger. 799-1250 if you want to jump in here. Um, I don't know where I should – should I even do this or not? Let's let's hear from Craig Council. And then uh, before the show is up, I've got the uh, all-decade of the 90s team, according to uh, JS Online. And I've also got uh, just something to think about. This may reinforce the um, the need to get the job done offensively. I, I, I've got a few numbers here for you. 
Uh, that may reinforce that thought. But right now, let's get to a uh, Craig Council Brewers fall today, three-one. Craig Josh, it's set such a crazy standard through the end of June. Um, you see anything in these last couple outings to, to have any sort of concern at all about him? Yeah, I mean, it, it just hasn't gone his way the last three outings. But um, you know, I mean, he was perfect up until then, essentially. Um, you know, the other the other teams trying to trying to score, man. They're trying to get him, and um, I, I don't. There's nothing. There's nothing to note. Um, you know, I, I don't have anything to note. They've they've just got him, unfortunately. Craig, do you hope he gets a break in Denver? Um, I know you know it's a great experience to pitch in an All Star game, but do you hope it's a, a four day break? Yeah, that, that's up to Josh. You know, that, that's that's going to be up to Josh, and uh, he's he's you know he has pitched four out of the last five days, and so you know I think I think it's just we'll he'll see how he feels on going there and how he feels tomorrow and kind of figure it out from there. But it's that's on that this that one's on Josh as to what what happens next. Yeah. Craig, you got the one big hit from Jackie, but other than that, um, you know, Castillo was pretty tough on you guys, and then their bullpen was also really good too. Yeah, I mean, Castillo was good today for sure. You know, there was some, you know, like we got some base runners due to walk. Um, you know, the Omar inning, you know, inning Omar lined out. You know, we had a shot there. Um, had Woody up, you know, with the bases loaded as well. But he did, he pitched well, and then, yeah, I mean, I guess the bullpen, you know, I, we just didn't do enough against their bullpen. Um, you know, we had we had some, you know, outs to do it with. We just we just didn't do enough against their pen. On that play um, where Farmer hit the ball the right center there with Avi, did it look like he thought he was closer to the wall than he really was with that jump? What did, what did you see on that play? Yeah, I, I didn't see it great. I mean, I, it's it's a long fly ball up and against the wall. Yeah, he's he ran a long way for it and tried to make the catch and couldn't make it. Craig, uh, Sophia asked Woody about his first half, and he used the word you know consistency. He's proud of the way he was consistent. That's good. that's as a manager, that's got to be the very high on your list of what you want from a starting pitcher, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say consistently great. You know, I would because <laughs> it's it's a little more than just consistent. Um, you know, he he continues to just go out to to get through six innings at least. Um, today, you know, not always have his best stuff, but still put up zeros. Not always be really sharp, but put up zeros. And you know, I, I thought the sixth inning today was was a great inning for Woody. Um we needed a we needed a zero there and he he was tired. I don't think there's any question about it. He was a little tired there. Um gets the double play to end the inning. So he really that's what he's been. He's been consistently great. Um and he's he's being a little modest there, I think, but um it's it's been an incredible first half for him. Greg, he talked about staying healthy too. I mean, for him to have been available for every start and be as good as he was, I mean, is, is that also as good as you could have hoped for? Just you know, the performance and availability. Yeah, I mean, I, I think with all our starter, you know, Brett's we've lost Brett for a little bit, but I think the rest, the rest of the guys have 
have done a really nice job of that. Um, they, they're, they're really consistent between starts. They're, the, the work has been great. Um, we've asked them to pitch deeper into games, really higher pitch counts, um, you know, for, for most of this. So, um, they, they've been, Woody's done a great job of it and I, he's in a good spot. I feel like we're in a really good spot moving to the second half of the season with, with our starting pitching. I mean, they're, they're all, they're all kind of, you know, anxious and looking for more, um, and feel good, you know, on that, in, in the mid, in mid July, you know, this is the time of year as we come back from the break that starters really start to, to me, you know, earn their money so to speak. Um, when it's your 20, 20 starts in or 18 starts in and you get to that, those starts between kind of 20 and 27 when it's, you've, you've been going hard and, um, you're, you're fresh or you're, you're a little tired. I should say these guys feel like they're fresh right now. And, and that's a good thing. Craig, uh, does Woody come back for that first game after the break or, or the second game? Uh, we'll, we're going to wait a couple days, um, make sure everybody's recovered good here, and then we'll, we'll give you our schedule. Craig, I'll uh, wrap it up with one of those big picture questions you love. Just from your standpoint, wrapping up the first half, you know, how do you feel about where you guys are at? You know, you still got the four-game lead in the division. Um, overall, how, how would you wrap up that first half? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's been a really good first half uh, and there's exciting baseball ahead of us. Uh, there, there's a lot for us to prove. Uh, there's, there's a lot, a lot of big games ahead of us. Uh, there's a lot of fun ahead of us. Um, a lot of challenges ahead of us and we're looking forward to it. Um, that, that's, that's what I'd say. I, th I think we're, we've put ourselves in a, in a, in a position to experience all that. Craig, after Colton ran the bases today, do you expect him back uh, right away? Or is that still under discussion? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say Colton is, we're looking at uh, Friday or Saturday for Colton. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology, simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, on the fan. Yeah, still to come, we will hear from Brandon Woodruff as uh, the Brewers fall 3-1. You just heard Craig Council talk about, you know, there's uh, opportunity, there's big games, there's some fun to be had. All of that I agree with in the second half, man. I, I will say that. ABC audio video play of the game and this one the overall play of the Brewers at 53 and 39 is good the overall play because it's about wins and losses right I mean you got to agree with that it's 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 about the win column stack as many as you can in there because it gives you a little cushion here it's also the play of the first half of the starting pitchers now, I'm going to run through some numbers here for you. Evan, you, you uh, count, all right, how many of these games. This is what I call the Wasted Days, Wasted Nights segment. And what this is, is the starting pitching performances that could have been helped out by just a moderate to mediocre to average offense. That's all I'm saying. Now, there's a lot of factors involved. When you lose two to nothing, a lot of factors involved. Who'd you face on the other side? Were you injured? Uh, did, the, did the bullpen give up the runs? I mean, there's so many different factors. But just saying, you make the judgment. 
on some of these performances. And Evan, you count them. We'll, we'll keep a tally. We'll start out here, Wasted Days, Wasted Nights, with Game 2 of the season. Uh, Corbin Burns took a no-hitter into the seventh inning. That performance, uh, well, it was a 2 to nothing loss. The offense just one hit. Thursday, April 8th, against the Cardinals. Burns, six shutout innings, one hit in a 3-1 to loss. Tuesday, April 13th, against the Cubs. Woody, six innings of one-run baseball in a 3-2 to loss. Monday, May 3rd, at Philly. Hauser, six innings, two runs in a 4-3 loss. Tuesday, May 4th, Eric Lauer, six innings of two-run ball. In a six to five loss. Uh, now that one, eh, one might be a stretch because your offense did put up five there. So we'll put that uh, on hold for a second. Thursday, May sixth, Woodruff, six and two thirds of one run ball in a two to nothing loss. Tuesday, May eleventh, Freddie Peralta, seven shutout innings on just one hit in a six to one eleven inning loss. Thursday, May 13th, Corbin Burns, five innings, one run in a two-zip loss. Another two-zip loss. Tuesday, May 18th, Woody goes seven and two-thirds of one earned run ball in another two-to-nothing loss. Wednesday, May 19th, against the Royals, six innings for Burns in a 6-4 loss. That one, you know, you put up four, I guess you could make the argument. The bullpen had something to do there. Uh, Wednesday, May 26th against uh, San Diego, Eric Lauer, six innings of one-run baseball in a 2-1 to loss. Tuesday, June 15th, a 2-1 to 10-inning loss. Brett Anderson that day, seven shutout innings on just one hit. All right, uh, June 16th in a 2-1 to loss to the Reds. Freddie Peralta, seven innings of two-run baseball. Come on, offense. July 4th, Freddie Peralta, six innings of two-run ball in a two-to-nothing loss. That was last Sunday. July 7th against the Mets. Game one of, the, uh, of that doubleheader, Corbin Burns, five and two-thirds of a seven-inning doubleheader game of uh, one run ball. Ended up being a 4-3 extra inning loss. My goodness. Uh, do we get one more here? Uh, July 9th, yeah, against the Reds right here. Eric Lauer, six innings, one run in a two-to-nothing loss. How many do we have there? That's 15-16 if you count that Eric Lauer start when they the Brewers had five. And I'll hold off on the other one, too, where it was like 5-4, whatever it was. So that, that was a grand total of like 13 without those? Uh, okay. 14, I believe. Okay. Of those 14 guys, here's my point here. I'm not saying they should win every one of those games. Give them three. Offense. You've got a World Series rotation. Come on now. It's, it's, start, it's time to start holding your uh, end of the bargain up here. Those are 16 games. Shave off. 12 of them, and you have four additional wins. I know there's a lot of mitigating factors involved in all of those games. I understand that. You run into a buzzsaw. That's why I'm not counting even half of them. 
Just saying. All right, we got to take a break. I, you know, I wish I had more time. I want you guys to uh, get ready for Bucks basketball. We've got you covered here after the game. We're going to hear from Woody up next, but don't forget tonight, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer in front of this microphone pick and save basketball post game show. Today, wrapping up the first half of the season, all decade team of the 90s on Robin Yount Bobble giveaway day today, and we'll have Woody for you next here on the fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. All right, the Bulldog sort of grinded through his uh, performance today six innings nine hits given up but just the one run for the brewers all-star brandon woodruff and we're going to hear a couple of comments from woody here and then on the other side i'll leave you with a uh, all decade team of the 90s as uh, the brewers were celebrating that uh, all weekend long but woody yeah grinding his way through six and made the pitches he had to but you know you uh you have to give credit to this uh, elite pitcher in baseball. Here's Woody after the game. Brandon, is that about how, as hard as you've had to fight through a, a start um, in the first half? Yeah, no, no question. Um, I, I feel like it's they uh, they had a really good approach. I, I feel like um, I, I knew what they were wanting to do um, early on, and then I just didn't execute some pitches there. Right off, uh, right off the bat, and um, made a little bit of adjustment, but they um, they were they were tough at bats. I, I just wasn't really able to um, locate the one and two the way I wanted to. And I think for me, it comes down to fastball command. And there's several times where I'd have two strikes and just didn't make a pitch. And um, and they do what good good hitting teams do. They make you pay for it. And um, we're able to get some. Uh, some hits there and um, seemed like there was just traffic all day and uh, they're a tough team. So um, it's, it's one of those, I just um, feel like I lost a little bit of my command. I feel like it's been that way past couple starts, but um, I think once, you know, and, but you know, overall I'm talking like it's, it's bad. I was able to battle through and get through some innings and make some pitches when I needed to, and um, was able to get through six innings. Woody, there's a lot of soft contact too. Does that make it a little bit more frustrating? Uh, yeah, I think anytime you make some good pitches and they um, and it's soft contact and they fall in for hits, I think that's always frustrating. Uh, especially leadoff innings and with two strikes and you just you, you see some some um, at bats where they just kind of lean out and get some pitches and um, or they get jammed and and get them in. But you know what? That's 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 part of the game so um it doesn't matter you know there's days where you don't have it and you get some swing and miss but um man that look they're they're a good hitting team and they were able to fight off some good pitches and, and do what you know they needed to do and um but um was able to kind of fight there a little bit and get some some double plays and, and get through six you know that's the mark of a really good to great pitcher when you don't have your best stuff, you're fighting yourself and the other team, and you go six and allow one run. Mm. High, high praise uh, around the league for Woody, a two-time All-Star. 
and an elevated ceiling. Still some room to grow there. I'm just saying things like, oh, no hitter. Cy Young, I don't think is out of the uh, reach of a Brandon Woodruff. All right, uh, all-decade team of the 90s. Uh, best lineup of the 90s uh, at catcher, David Nilsson. At first base is John Jaha. Second baseman, Fernando Vina. Your third baseman, Jeff Cirillo. At shortstop, Jose Valentin. You know, I liked that group of guys. I really did. They were fun. Uh, in left field, right out there in Vaughn's Valley, it's Greg Vaughn. In center field, there he is. Uh, you got his bobblehead today, Robin Yount, the just consummate brewer. I mean, that's uh, that's just, what more can you say? Uh, in right field, Jeremy Burnett's a designated hitter, although just a few years in the 90s there, uh, Paul Molitor. Starting rotation, Cal Eldred. Okay, I'm with you there. Bill we- Bill Wegman? <clears throat> Sorry, Bill. Nothing personal. Um, Jamie Navarro. Scott Carl. This <laughs> Okay. Now, I'm a huge... You guys know I love this baseball team. But, I, you know, I don't... Again, this is... These are the starting pitchers? Really? Uh, let's see. Cal Eldred, Bill Wegman, Jamie Navarro, Scott Carl, Ricky Bonus. The closer was Mike Fetters. Best of the decade of the 90s, Vaughn, Cirillo, and Burnett's combined for the MVP of the decade of the 90s. Wow. What a long way we've come. Woody, Burns, Peralta, to Bill Wegman and Ricky Bonus, <laughs> and Scott Carl. Ooh, I guess you could say that about a lot of teams, though. You know what I mean? You could you could head and pack out uh, some pitchers that would pale in comparison. But uh, love them all. I do. I really do. All right, Evan, that's going to wrap it up for the first half of the 2021 championship season. And uh, looking forward to one hell of a run here in the second half with you, among others, and, and you guys as uh, Brewers fans, 53-39 uh, and 39 mark, and headed into the postseason for the fourth consecutive year? Uh, let's find out. Let's have some fun along the way. I will not uh, talk to you guys again for a while. I'm just saying it's going to be a while. They get a break. I'm going to take a ma- major breather myself. So it's uh, off to Vegas for me. You want to go, Evan? Uh, I mean, it's tempting. <laughs> You'd come back a new man. You go with Billy and I. <laughs> well, I'll have my people talk to your people. There, there you go. All right, you guys have a great night after the uh, Bucks game. Uh, tonight, don't forget, pick and save basketball postgame show. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer back in front of a microphone. Go Bucks, go Brewers, and remember as always, smile Milwaukee, the world will smile back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.